0: Hello folks and welcome to eCommerce QA. This is the podcast where store owners, directors of e-commerce, and e-commerce managers can stay up to date on the latest tools and technologies in e-commerce. I'll be joined on the show by my colleague and partner in crime Dylan Holst. Our goal is to handle one or two questions per episode. You can check us out on the web at eCommerceQA.tv. There you'll be able to get in touch, ask us questions, and just generally participate. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of eCommerce QA. This is the show where we keep it fast and fun talking about the questions of the hour about e-commerce today i'm joined by my friend and respected mentor in the area of well i won't tell you what it's about yet (laughs) seth erickson of codis agency seth thank you for joining me today
1: oh thank you for having me so
0: you've taught me a lot in the last few months about this term digital transformation and that's not necessarily our topic but that's something you focus a lot on so can you give us kind of an overview
1: Sure. Yeah. Digital transformation is somewhat a buzzword at at this point in time, but it's something that I think a lot of people can identify with. Like you could give case studies of saying, you remember how there used to be Blockbuster and now there's just Netflix and Redbox and people go, yeah, Hmm. well, that is digital transformation in action. That is technology changing and enabling people to do more, which is giving rise to new types of businesses and new ways of doing things. So digital transformation for us just is really a reference to the pace of change happening in our world. And the transformation is that need to keep up with that change, the need to innovate, the need to stay away from disruption and and other buzzwords that you could throw in there. So, you know, what we do is we basically, we CODIS agency, we work at the convergence point between technology and business and marketing so it's it's essentially strategy, marketing and technology kind of coming together and we help companies with that so that they can get through, you know, these all these different things, all these different changes in technology and kind of stay up to date and stay up to pace. So we cover a lot of different areas, strategy and culture, uh, staff and customer engagement, process and innovation, technology, data and analytics. Those are kind of our f- five key pillars. But e-commerce obviously plays into that because of technology and because of, of the, where things are going with you know what customers want and what they're experiencing and what they're expecting from vendors.
0: So, and I think this is really a fun topic for me to think about because I spend all of my time thinking about this process of someone opening a web browser of some kind, either on a mobile device or a desktop, or maybe it's on their TV, who knows? And then they're browsing and they're making a purchase and then we're trying to engage with them after that point, via you know, email and so on and so forth. But what we want to talk about today is something broader than that. And the question today is, how does e-commerce fit into the broader customer journey? Now, in past shows, we've talked about how to create a satisfying purchasing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something I'm really big about. How can you optimize your usability, your performance of your website, a lot of kind of tactical things you can do to make people happier about this whole process that we're having them go through to buy something using a user input device on a flat screen it's not a natural human experience. It's actually physically easier to go somewhere and pick something up and pay, cold hard cash down. And that's why people still do that. Mm-hmm. But now we're doing e-commerce and that's more convenient. So can you expand on this idea of the customer journey and explain how an effective e-commerce store is going to be part of that?
1: Sure. Basically, Like I was saying before, consumers' expectations are kind of changing, right? Like everybody's connected, they're connected all the time, they're always online, they're always doing research, they're using their phones, they're using their their computers, even your video game systems can get on the web nowadays. And because of that, people, like the way that we used to do commerce has changed. So Procter & Gamble back in the 90s sort of like mapped out this customer experience and said, well, you know, the customer experience works this way. Basically, you find out about a product through television and then you go to the store. And so that your first moment of truth is finding out about it on television or radio. Then you go to the store, that's your second moment of truth. You interact with that product in the store, you purchase it, and then you enjoy it, hopefully, or you don't enjoy it, right? And so that was the basic journey. Now, the journey because of digital has changed, and it's oftentimes represented to be cyclical, that you move through the certain path. It, in reality, the data, more, more and more data that we get on it, we're finding out that it kind of zigzags all over the place. But there are some kind of key core values that happen. And so Google has put out a lot of interesting reading about what they call the zero moment of truth. It really what the zero moment of truth is, is it starts when somebody searches your product online. So for e-commerce users, you know this may be the first exposure. They might Google cat food, right? And that result may return uh, your store or your product. But that then is given way to the, the first moment of truth where they actually click on the link and they go to your store. And then what happens when they go to your store? The second moment of truth is, they actually buy something so they've you know they've gone from google they've they've been exposed to your store they click through it they're doing they're looking around and now the second moment of truth is is this idea of i made a purchase then it leads to the ultimate moment of truth which is what was that whole experience together that i just had was it positive was it negative did i like the store did i feel like it had other products that were helpful all these things kind of go into a user's mind as they're making that ultimate moment of truth kind of experience, you know, which leads to thoughts either positive or, ne- or negative about, you know, what you have to offer.
0: I mean, it's kind of like, if I can jump in, it's, sure. I feel like what you're saying is that's the final thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. Right. In the user's mind, they're not going to be ambivalent most of the time. They're going to either something think something was a good experience or bad, and maybe strong or weak, but. You're either, you know, you're either winning or losing.
1: Yeah, and that's why, why it's referred to as the ultimate moment of truth. It's, was this good? Was it bad? And if you're an e-commerce site, there's two different ways you can look at it. One is that I might find your product because I happen to Google search it, or um, so you happen to be kind of secondary to what I'm trying to achieve as a user through my journey. Or you could be primary, meaning that, you have a store that specializes in cat food (laughs) or you specialize in, you know, super eccentric Asian art or you specialize in very specific things. You sell door parts or you sell expensive antiques or whatever, right? So they may be coming to your store for that, through that specific experience. But a lot of e-commerce does tend to to have, you know, sort of touch points that go, they expand out and they touch all these different areas because they're advertising and doing stuff. So there's two ways to look at it. But regardless, any e-commerce store, any, you know, basically you you become part of this journey. And so what's really key to that is is understanding that you are a part of the journey and how that works, right? And also understanding what your customer needs, right? Having empathy for your customer, understanding not only you know being able to look at the data and understand well are they coming here for a specific product or did, were they coming to my store for my store right like there's sort of a difference and you need to be able to segment your audience in, in different ways and that's pretty easy through the data because you can always track you can always say oh well this person came through Google this person came from you know some marketing collateral we, we had over here it would not but you have to be able to take that data and then start breaking. Breaking it up and segmenting it down so that you can understand why your audience is there, what they're really looking for, and what's important to them. And I, I know that you've done other podcasts about um, some of this kind of targeting. I think you just spoke a week ago or two weeks ago, even on on email targeting, right? And which again goes back to the, to segmenting your audiences and being able to say, I know that this user only comes here because we're the only ones who carry this product or we have the best price and that's why this user comes here and some of that stuff you know you can do little surveys and things like that that are pretty uninvasive you know that you can try to run and try to understand ab testing again is another way to 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 start to understand what your users are looking for right you you kind of change things up and you you move things around and you say well now we're going to move all of our widgets up higher on the page and our doodads lower on the page, right? And this kind of stuff starts to give you insights about what your users are really looking for and what's driving them. Like I said, surveys never hurt. You can always send out an email and ask people and, and say, you know, how can we make your experience better? Mm-hmm. And honestly, like consumers like it when when somebody asks them something genuine as opposed to, please give me feedback. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I don't feel like name your feedback button feedback. Yeah, I feel like often I, I buy something from a store and they send me a thing and they're like, "Would you like to rate your experience with our store?" I'm like, "No." But, you know, it's again, it's how you how you approach it. Like, ask simple questions. Don't try to get people to answer a, a 20-page survey about their store. Say things like, "Would you be interested in coming back again?" Simplify, simplify, right? Mm-hmm. Because nobody has time to answer, you know, these surveys anyway. So, I'm not advocating that you ask people to get into this this whole survey thing and, you know, so that you can find out more data. All right.
0: You know, there's a tool I, I like to get clients to use. It's called Hotjar. This is a little mm-hmm. JavaScript embed code you stick on there and you can set up a little survey that's limited to one page. You know, if you're wondering about do people like this page or mm-hmm. are people struggling with this and you can just have like a one question survey right there. Bam. And they just click, click once, done, you know?
1: Yeah. I think there's multiple tools out there Everybody kind of does something a little bit different, but I have seen Hot jar. But yeah, I mean that kind of stuff is important, and you have to kind of figure out how to how to capture that. And I think oftentimes when somebody is selling a product, like they kind of like focus on their technology, and they focus on, you know, is our is our technology the best, and is it fastest, and do we not have the right products, and is it the right price? But that actually plays into the purchasing part of it, right? But again where is that part along the journey right where, how does it connect because it may not make this the same kind of impact that you think and you may have the best price and and the you know the best selection but your checkout is horrendous right you know and then and then they start having that bad experience right because they they're like oh the site looks great I, I they have the products i want this is the price i want and then they go through checkout and they're like this is one of Dante's levels of hell. I don't know which one, but I know I'm in it and I don't know how to get out of here. And I don't want to answer all these questions. And why do I need all, who needs, you know, my birth certificate to purchase something like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that really goes back to user experience, right? Like, and I think the zero moment of truth, the first moment of truth, the ultimate moment of truth, I, I can kind of break them up in different ways, in a different way to think about them is zero moment of truth is often marketing driven. You have a banner out there, you're you're pushing something, you're advertising something, and the customer goes, okay, I'm now exposed to this, and I want to go on this process of discovery. Then the first moment of truth is I'm considering, I might be interested or enchanted by what you're offering, and then they move into this purchasing phase, and then through the purchasing phase, that's when they start going into the ultimate moment of truth, which is really reflection. They're thinking about their experience, and then they may express that. And one of the things that, that is important to know is that when people have a, a really good experience or a really bad experience, they will talk about it. If they have a mediocre experience, they won't say anything at all because everybody gets a mediocre experience from every vendor they go to, right? So how do you get that experience to be so positive that like, when people go talk about it, they share that information with their with their network of friends and families and followers and everybody else around them so that that actually – that word of mouth actually generates you more business, right? It, you become more trusted because somebody that I know said something really good about you and I saw it in a Facebook post or they shared a link or whatever. Like all these things kind of translate into dollars and cents at the end of the day, but nobody really thinks about it that way, right? They just think – do I have the good technology? You know, like, and so all of these experiences sort of ripple out into social media and how people talk about you and they you know, whether or not they're sharing good things or bad things about you too. So that's important to note as well in this ultimate moment of truth.
0: So what we really care about is the ultimate moment of truth. And in order to get there, we have to go through the zero moment of truth. The first moment of truth, the second moment of truth, maybe other moments of truth.
1: Yeah, it's key to the understanding, right? To the insights that you'll gain about your customers and and how how you'll be able to interact with them. Nice.
0: Well, I'd like to know how our listeners can uh, get in touch with you if they want to employ some of these strategies in their company.
1: Sure. Our website is codisagency.com. That's K-O-D-I-S agency.com. That's the best way to, to kind of find out information about us and what we do and see some of our past work. I do have a Twitter handle but I don't tweet often. <laughs> I'm usually too busy. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even use Twitter these days. I mostly use Slack, you know. I've got yeah. too many Slacks to know what to do with now.
1: Yeah, it's just we have all this technology and it's amazing, but it's overwhelming at times and it's hard to keep up with all of it. So, yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, going through the website, we you know our telephone numbers on there. There's email for new business and and follow up. Anybody who's got more questions, you can follow up and just send me an email to Seth S E T H at codisagency.com. I'll be happy to try to answer questions if possible, and we can go from there. But you know, try to try to help and 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 help people kind of gain in their understanding and knowledge of how the commerce solution actually works.
0: Nice. Seth, I appreciate your time and your insight, and I look forward to having you on the show again.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care.